across the line of scrimmage. Inside Green is the only wide receiver, and it is a play-action pass. They'll throw it out of the backfield. It's first down Florida State. It is going to be touchdown Florida State. Freddie Stevenson goes into the end zone. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football. We are life in football. Welcome to the Life and Football Podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike Fee. And this your co-host, Colin Moore. You know we love and life and enjoying football. We got a top-notch ball in here today, Freddie Stevenson, and he did his thing. Not on a small level, but on the biggest level of all. He played for the Florida State Seminole. He won that national championship with Jimbo, baby, and they did their thing. Now, with that being said, he did his thing also in Polk County. He's a monster. When he come through the backfield, just know he finna deal with you. And I ain't talking about you think you finna knock his head off. He gonna knock your head off while he running the ball. Now, Mr. Freddie here is not just a football player. He's a businessman as well. And then he had a short stint in the NFL as well. He he had a chance and an opportunity with the Chicago Bears. And this is a person that I want to know more about. But without further ado, I'm going to let Simo bring him on. How you doing, Freddie? And I'm good, man. I'm blessed, blessed to be alive. Just looking forward to the day. I appreciate y'all having me on. Hey, man, it's a blessing to have you on. I, hey, boy, we got, boy, we finna get into it. Uh, we, boy, we finna get into I'm it. Ready. So, first off, you just told me some information before we started that done threw me for a loop. I got my orange on. Because I'm rocking bar toe. I was a bar toe yellow jacket from 84 to 9. Yeah, yeah. I'm asking you. Now, you younger than me, so I didn't see you because you younger than me. So I'm thinking maybe you was on the east side because I lived on the west side of bar toe. But you done threw me for a loop because my boy Mike say where, where you was born at. Or somebody asked where you was born at, and you said Lakeland. Yeah, Lakeland. I'm looking like Lakeland? Bro, what? So hold on. Where this come from? Yeah, I'm a 10th Street baby. Yeah, um, born and born and raised in Lakeland, Florida. A lot of people thought I was from Bartow, and they said all the time. But yeah, man, I was born and raised in Lakeland. That's why I struggled at. So whenever they um bring up Bartow, of course Bartow is home to me. But the struggle happened in Lakeland, so I make sure I never I never forget that. But Bartow did adopt me. It made me show me love, treated me like family. So it is what it is. When I come back home, I come to Lakeland, but I also show love to Bartow as well. Now, I still ain't jumping off, Mike, but what's the, uh, so where you would have been located at high school-wise if you would have oh, stayed um, over there? See, when we got older, we moved over to Highland City. When my pops got out of prison, we moved to Highland City, so half of the street was zoned for George Jenkins, other half of Bartow, so that's how that ended up happening. No, but if you would have stayed. If, oh, in Lakeland? Yeah, where you would have been? Probably Kathleen. Okay, so yeah. you wanna throw no L up on that helmet. Nah. Okay, so you you might not have been even winning like that anyway. <laughs> nah, I probably, okay. they would have found a way for me to go <laughs> go to Lakeland. Like they were giving me hell my whole high school career by going like cause my whole family went to Lakeland. So we don't know. Okay, now now this is what I really want to hit you with. 
I'm watching a championship game. I want you to take yourself out that game and act like a fan only. Just a fan only. You you not Freddie Stevenson, Rockin' 23, running TDs for Florida State. You just a fan like me. You, you just chilling. Auburn, to me, was giving y'all that work. To me, it was a couple passes that that boy threw that they didn't catch. That would have been TDs. Y'all, they was already getting y'all, but this would have just put it all the way out the game. Did you see that? Or are you going to act like you ain't see it? I yeah, want yeah, you to yeah. be we, real. We, um, we kept it real. Like, as a fan, as a fan, you look at that, he's like, man, they missed some opportunities that could have put the game away. And even going into half, that's what kind of had us motivated. It's like, man, they had some shots that they missed out on. So, looking at it, they had a lot of opportunities. And they, they ain't cash in. So now they finna see this monster in the second half. So that's what, as a fan, you look at the game, like kind of how I looked at the Miami-Florida State game last week. I was like, man, Florida State ain't put up enough points in the first half. Miami gonna come back. Like, they got too many opportunities. And that's kind of what I was thinking with the Auburn situation. With all the opportunities that they had, they should have put up more points. Now, see, see more hater in that point now. Let me tell you why. He's swerving now, man. Auburn pulled the one in that game. But that's just a game of football. Just like you said, that was perfect what you said. Florida State and Miami last week. Miami lost that game on opportunities they missed, you know. And Florida State almost lost it because of opportunities they missed earlier in the game too. So my thought is the champ will always come out on top. When Jamie had dropped back and threw that ball and Benjamin caught it, I don't know that just was just pretty much God because – and then one nobody finna knock it down. You know how he threw it and how tall Benjamin was. Then he was strong at that point. Man, there wasn't nobody going to stop that. But I want to know a little bit more. I heard you talk about your dad getting out of prison and everything. I want to know a little bit more. How was it for you growing up? And who helped you to become the person that you are today? Yeah, early on, we had, we had our struggles just like any other family. My pops, he was incarcerated for drug trafficking. My mother, she had to raise five kids on her own. And we found ourselves struggling at times. She working two to three jobs, um, homeless. Um, I got a story about how she had to split a cheeseburger between five kids because she only had a dollar. And she had to go around begging for a nickel. And she sliced it up into five pieces, passed it out to everybody. And that's the first time, like, we saw her go without eating. And she burst into tears because we were trying to share our food with her. But she just sacrificed to see us eat. But um, I'm, my father later got out of prison. That's when he moved us to Highland City from Lakeland, tried to get us out the, the trenches, and he moved us to Highland City. We got a little help. We didn't really have the means to do it, so we got a little help. And that's how you get the Bartow situation. I can go from Lakeland, then I'll go over to Bartow. But, yeah, man, um, childhood had its ups. Childhood had its downs. But I think it all is it's beauty and everything. I appreciate it all. Now, I want to know how you ended up choosing Florida State. Was it other schools who you were thinking about choosing and – like, what was your determining factor for you choosing Florida State? Florida State wasn't even an option. I grew up, like, in Miami. So, when they came in recruiting, I remember Odell came in, and everybody was, like, excited. They're like, me, I don't like them. Like, and in my head, but at the same time, I got to think business. And Miami and Florida, I remember them, they weren't really showing me love because I had just came off a huge leg injury. And, like, doctors had told me I wouldn't play again. So, it was kind of like I was a miracle. And a lot of schools were scared off, but Florida State offered me. And Miami and Florida, they are kind of giving me the runaround. So I was like, man, I remember going to a Miami visit, and they had me crutching around. 
And I was like, man, I never come to, I never come to your school. Like, I'm a top recruit, and you got me crutching around. Like, I ain't coming to your school, so I started looking at this business. But my school was Texas A&M. They had switched into the SEC. I knew they wanted some Florida ballers, and I wanted to come in and play early. But my mom, she would never talk to them on the phone during recruiting. She's like, you staying in Florida. Like, we struggled here. Like, I don't need you to go far. And she went, like, I'm 17. I love, I graduated high school early. Like, I had all my credits my junior junior year. Senior year was just electives. And she wasn't, she wasn't going to sign the papers. So I was like, man, I'm going to have to look into some Florida options. And that's how Florida State came in, came in about. Like, I was big on UCF just because I was closer. But they stopped recruiting me, which is crazy. And I gave Florida State an opportunity and fell in love with them. Now, with you going, having your ups and downs, you staying focused, you staying with that drive, I guess I guess the love of ball just got you out there getting it. Now, you done been through it all. When did you say, like, Lord, I want to make it to the NFL. I just got to get there. Like, when did you know that hitting that lead was just right there? You could touch it. Like, man, I could taste it. It's so close. Man, I probably have to say... What what game? I think it was one year in, in practice in college, and I think all our backs had went down. We in the spring. All our backs went down, and it's the first opportunity I get to run the ball, and I'm playing fullback. And then I, I was going off. Like, players you see in the league now, I'm embarrassing in practice. Like, you can name them. Like, they already know it's a little clip with Jalen Jalen Ramsey. Like, we used to go at it, and he coming to me before game. He's like, Freddie, I ain't never seen no fullback like you. I was like, dang, like he a dog, like. But that was like, man, if they they give me the opportunity, I know I can take this. I can take this to the next level. They just got to give me the opportunities. That's when I knew, like, yeah, God yeah. done gifted me. Nah, I ain't gonna lie. You probably remember the team. I just remember the play. Some I don't know if it was a pass they threw to you or a run, and you might have did it a bunch of times. But it, I just remember this one one. Man, you got the ball and you came out the middle. Boom. All I seen that two, three dog, you was leaving everybody. I'm like, what that boy doing his thing? What what I do think you know? Florida. Gotta be Florida game. I, I, I know you came out of there. Yeah, you it's came Florida out game. of there getting it. Yeah, it's Florida game. Now, when did you know, man, that you wanted like, was it already in you? Or when did you know that you wanted to be a businessman? Cause you speak, you wrote a book. You got merchandise. Man, you in the community. That's big. I tell everybody it took me years to figure out what I wanted, like to 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 set it up, to package it right. But man, you young and you getting it. Like when did how did you know and when did you know it? Man, I always told told my moms early on, like I had made a promise to her that I was gonna go to the league, but I told her like, man, she was always big on me getting my education. And I knew like if I was only known as a football player, I felt like my life was a failure. So I always made it a goal of mine to have a bigger career and do more after the game that I did in it. So that's where that ambition, that drive came in. Like, I wanted when people look back, it's like, oh, Freddie doing this, that, and the third, not for notoriety. It was just to show people, like, man, it's more, it's bigger than ball. And then they come back, like, oh, I didn't know he played ball too. So just mm -hmm. make a name, a staple outside of ball to show these kids that come from the environments that we come from that it's bigger than just ball or the things that we see every day. Now, I got to know, man, you were on one of the best teams in college football history. If they have a top 10, y'all got to be in that top 10. Hands down, that Miami Air Reed team, them, they'll have to be in it too. 
not Eri. I think that was Sean Taylor now. But how was that, man? Because I remember that first game against Pitt and James Winston just, just boom, just dunking, boom, boom. And it was almost like from the first game, for some reason, I don't know why, but everybody felt the same thing. I ain't even talking about y'all. I'm just talking about the people in the community. I remember talking to him. It was a rain game, too, at Pitt. Yeah. Raining. That boy slanging that ball. And it, it just kept going. It just, see, I live in Tallahassee. So, you know how I know when the Florida State Seminole rolling, the whole city of Tallahassee like a big sun just smiling. Just, you know, <laughs> the police showing love. The mayor have it, giving out candy, everything going good. So I just remember that and like, oh, that, that it just felt different. And it just kept going the whole season, the whole season. So how did that feel being on that national championship team? Man, it was crazy. And I think like a lot of people seen it during the season, but I'll say our moment was probably in fall camp. I think we had a, a big brawl broke out one day at one of our night practices. We were having two a days, and our night practices just usually shell, so a lot of people chill a little bit, but people still going in, competing. We had a big brawl break out, and i tell you, that was one of our best practices ever after that. And then we looked back at it, it was like, yo, this team going to be nice. And it was another moment when I came in. I enrolled early in spring, and we was on the goal line. I remember James Wilder, he had like maybe 30 carries straight, and then we – like, going at it, no no stops. Like, they weren't canceling it, just going at it. First team offense, first team defense. We find out later he had broken ribs, like, the third play. I kept going. It was like, Coach, yeah, Coach, don't take me out. And I looked at it, I was like, man, this team might this team might have something. But when we came back in the fall camp, I was like, that's what I seen. Like, yeah. And then the Boston College game confirmed everything that we knew when we came back against them because they gave us a little trouble over our career. And just coming back against them, that showed us, like, man, this team got something special. Now, I got to know, too, when you make it to the national championship, and I remember when y'all came out, Jimbo walking, and James behind him, the smoke coming, the crowd going crazy. What was your thought, man? When you get ready to come out there on that field and you coming out with the rest of the team, what was your thought? Man, it's it's crazy something you couldn't imagine in your, your wildest dreams you come out and it's in the rose bowl and you're looking around at the fans on the everything on the big screen they're announcing you on the big screen it's like wow we really here it's surreal and then you got to get back into that mode it's just ball like from you've been doing this since you was a kid so just trying not to let them emotions overcome you but understanding like man i'm i've really been blessed to be in this position and just cherishing the moment nah I got to know this, too. As a young athlete, what information that you can provide them that can help them be successful, not just in football, but in life as well? Like, you got a young, lot of young kids out here. Everybody see the TV. Everybody want to be on it. But I don't know if they really want to put in that work like that sometimes. So is there any information that you can give them to help them be successful? Yeah, man. Um, like you just said, a, a lot of people they want they want the glitz and the glamour of it, but nobody willing to go through that struggle for it. I have a lot of people that ask me like, "Man, hey, Freddie, what I what I got to do to get where you at? Like, where you gotta to get exactly where I'm at? You are gonna have to go through being homeless. You know what I'm saying? You are gonna have to 
tear your meniscus. You have to break break your ankle, break your fibula. You gonna have to do all that. Everything I did broke my wrist, and they they like, oh, I got to I got like it's it's some it's some wounds that come with this, and a lot of people don't don't understand stand that you got to be mentally strong in this game. This this ain't about who's the most talented. It's about who has the most will. You see a lot of players, we see them come through, all the talent, but they back in their neighborhoods talking about what they used to do. They couldn't do it every play. And then when they got hit in the mouth, they quit. So it's it's about who has the most will. Sometimes you're going to be put in the situations where the odds are stacked against you. Every year at Florida State, they brought somebody in to take my spot. That's ball. And a lot of people, they're going to be like, man, these coaches, no, listen, that's the NFL. You want to go to the NFL? All right, get ready for it. Every year they finna recruit somebody to take your spot. They don't care about you. They worried about that family at home they got to feed. And that's just the, the tough reality of this business. So if you truly want it, you got to have a different type of mindset and understanding that all the advice you get from home, sometimes you got to push that away unless it's somebody that's been in your position. I see a lot of people that get advice from people that haven't been in their position and they mess them up. You should be playing. You should be playing now. Right, we got a kid at um, Florida State right now. I think well, we deep into the season. Highly recruited, true freshman. Hasn't been playing. I'm sure he's been hearing the noise behind the closed doors. Had a big game against Miami. Now looking like one of the best DBs, not only in the roster, but in the country. You know? And like, dang, where did this kid come from? But it's all about development. And trust in the process. A lot of these kids, if you don't come in now, I've seen kids, they not starting first day of fall camp. They want to transfer. So it's just a, a different type of mentality. What's your ultimate goal? And I saw a quote from the guy. He He's a commentator on, I think, Fox Sports. With, um, I forgot the guy he's on that with. He's like, but some people lose the thing that they want later trying to get it right now. A lot of people try to rush the process, and they mess things up in the long run. So just staying the course and trusting the process, ultimately knowing, like, it's all about getting better today. It's all about getting better today and never giving up on yourself. So my last thing for you, give the people the information, where they can find you, and um, other things that they can do for us, reaching out to you and trying to um, be a part of your business or supporting your business. Yeah, all my social media platforms are StruggleMade105. That goes back to my, my story from when I was younger with my mother and the cheeseburger. And, um, yeah, just reach out to me on there. My email is attached as well on my platforms. And we got a film coming in, in February as well, a documentary. We have been meeting with producers all all, all summer, man. Like, it's, it's been crazy. Um, we were going to do a deal with Netflix, but they wanted a little too much power. They were trying to tell, turn my story into their story. And I was like, man, listen, y'all a good platform. We'll find another way to get on Netflix. We got to tell this the way that God meant for it to be told. And I um, meet with um, some guy who signed, signed the contract. That was one of my goals going into the year to get a best-selling book. We did that to get my book into schools, and we've done that. And then I wanted to do something for the community, did that as well. And then I wanted to finish the year off inking a deal for this this documentary. And we got all those things accomplished. So it's, it's definitely been a blessing, and I'm looking forward to see what else is in store. Well, y'all heard it, man. That was Fred Stevenson, one of the best who did it as far as coming out of Polk County, one of the best in the nation when he was playing ball. Now, he's a businessman. He's out here helping people, not just in football, but just in life in general. And this was a great interview. And any young man looking for inspiration, make sure y'all lock in with Fred Stevenson. And I'm going to leave y'all how I always leave y'all. Keep your head up. 
and not down, or else you'll fall to the ground. This is the Life of Football Podcast. Catch you next time. Try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football. We are life in football. You are now listening to the Life in Football podcast. Check out the new website, lifeinfootball.com. Once again, the website is lifeinfootball.com. Thanks for listening.